one. And we're back. And we're I'm back. in charge. <laughs> it's me. The leader. Oh my god, when Mariah listens to this too. Alright, well if you're the leader, bring us in. No, we gotta banter first. How are you, Kenzie? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I cried today, but I'm fine now. Fantastic. I'm great, guys. Uh, I'm doing great, guys. I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my depressed host. So Kitty. that's like, that's news anchor, like, man, Kaylin. And then, like, if I want to do YouTuber, Kaylin, I'll be like, hey, guys, welcome back. Like, <laughs> Today, we reviewed Mean Girls. It was my first time watching it. I know. Crazy. Oh my god, guys. Welcome back to today's episode. We're reviewing Mean We're really Girls. quick. A moment for our sponsors. What keeps us going. So just Tampax a moment of your times. <laughs> the tampon Come. for every girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, shut up. All right, bring us in, Kinsey. No, you do it. I am the one showing. I'm the this boss. This. No. Oh, okay. Um, you're listening to Comatosis. Co- <laughs> you're listening to Post Credit Depression, where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. My name is Kaylin, and I just bought three hundred keychains. No context. My name's Kinsey, and I accidentally bought two lip stains of the same color, so Kaylin will be buying one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so fetch. Kaylin! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so if you guys have watched or listened to our podcast, then you know we make stupid names that I started, by the way. We make little names, namey names, at the bottom of our screens based off whatever we watch. So Kaylin's is, what is it, Kaylin? Justice for Regina. <laughs> and mine is so fetch. <laughs> and um, Raya, who is not here, does not have one because she's not here. So we're not going to talk about her on this episode. So um, this week, I decided to show Mean Girls. I've run out of things on my list, so I need to make a new one. But... I wanted to show Mean Girls because I straight up think that there is an era in the early 2000s of movies that not just are iconically made. Like, when you watch it now, you wouldn't even think that it was, like, produced or edited or some shit. Like, you know, not currently. Perfection. Like, it's it doesn't seem like something that's out of date. It <laughs> Like, the humor mm-hmm. and the quality and, like... Whoever storyboarded it, I don't know. I feel like I'm watching. I think it's because they kept it right at high high school. Like I feel like high school is pretty universal. Like that, there were a few dated things. I don't know. I don't know know. because like what I'm talking about is the quality of the entire movie. Because if you look at like um, oh quality, what's that? What's that movie on Netflix? To all the boys I loved before or something. Like when you look at the editing, it really does feel like 2020 and above. You know, like Mm. I feel like in the next 10 years, I will be like that movie was from this time era and like obviously when you watch mean girls like they're wearing a lot of early 2000s clothes so that's like the biggest like i also think that but what i'm saying is like the way it was produced kind of feels like a general a type of high school movie that any girl from now for the next 50 years will be like yeah 
Yeah, this is funny. So I'm curious because once I got out of high school and also I went to high school in the South, which that's automatically going to stay 50 years back, even in today's like world. But when I went to college, obviously, we went to a much more progressive college where, you know, queer conversations and queer spaces were a lot more like just normalized. Now, I think that I'm not a youth in today's high school. And I think that schools could still be very homophobic. But the way that it was like, really taboo for me i'm like i don't know if that dates it or if it's still i mean i'm sure for some people it's still relatable like a girl like i don't know outing you or shit like that i don't i don't think that they were trying to make being gay taboo because clearly he was very comfortable like the damien was comfortable being gay and like the people who were cool like who didn't care about gayness were like chill about True, it but it's what I she was bullying were- the one girl for yeah but let me get to that what I think they're trying to say is, regardless of what high school you go to, even nowadays, I know gayness is normalized, but in high school, when people are like going through puberty, there's a ton of really bitchy girls who look at look at how progressive the world is today, and people are still being bullied for if you're gay, lesbian, you know, True. whatever the fuck. Like, I bet I could walk into my high school <laughs> and and like kind of like those undercover cops that I don't agree with pull up as a teenager and just like listen like i'll be like oh look i have an exchange student whatever sit down meet a friend a bunch of friends see how they talk and be like you know ask them the the beef like what's the school like like what are the people like and they instantly would probably tell me like who the what the cliques were who obviously are the most popular girls what those popular girls are like and what they make fun of people for because i think in high school when everybody's hormones are raging and everything First of all, your frontal lobe is not developed. So you're like 10 times more of a douchebag than like what you'll probably be as as an adult. Is that why? What? Lobes. Lobes. Frontal lobe. Um, Even obviously, I think any of us have said things from our high school days that we do not agree with now, you know? Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think because your hormones are running and everybody's like going through intense puberty, like straight up like conversations about sex and like partners and all that stuff are like for the first time ever in your life swirling around you and it's all new and it's all crazy and like if straight relationships are feeling new i feel like there's so much room for people to really come after gay people True. or people who are perceived gay um and make it feel like 10 times worse because yeah. right now in society even if like gay relationships are more accepted they're still not treated as the norm like we as the progressive people we are, understand that being straight, gay, or whatever the fuck is all normal, all the same. There's nothing like, right? Know, there's not one that's more preferred over the other. But you make good in- points, all good points. I think that's what I was saying is like, I've been so distant to it where I'm like, you know, for example, we went to college and like that shit, homophobia and all that shit didn't really fly. Oh. Like, you would fucking get like, honestly, oh. tackled before you could even like, you know. If anything, uh, the gays outnumbered the straights in our art school. Exactly. You know? But I came from a very similar public school. Not like exactly because they were like exaggerated. But uh, I thought I was liberal when I was in high school. And then I got to college and I was like, oh shit. Like, I guess I did come from more of a conservative town. I didn't even know that they then pronouns existed my freshman year of college until day one of orientation. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm talking about, you know? So. I don't know. I thought it was pretty realistic for, like, being in a conservative town full of closed-minded hoes, you know. 
Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like the banter and the way that they would not healthy banter, the way that they would treat students that clearly seem different. They they used it as like a derogatory thing. Like they were like, yeah, let's be young, you know. Right. Which obviously, like, even at that age, like, you're already insecure about that because, like, whether it's your family that's, like, tabooed or whatever, it's just, like, it's not really something you want really aired out there. So. Yeah, I mean, you remember when Regina said we couldn't have her spend the night? Like, if she's a lesbian, like, there was going to be girls there. So, like, when there's yeah. people that. I was going to bring that, that part up. Yeah, because the thing is, is that is a coin toss. And at the end of the day, I, th- like, it's weird. It's 50-50 <laughs> because. For example, I'm bisexual and I'm not attracted to my platonic friends. Like, it's the same. Like, if you ask a straight guy, is he attracted to every single woman in the world? Like, you show him every single photo of every single woman. The answer is going to be no, he's not. And that's the same thing for uh, queer people. So, yes. It was not cool at all. No, no, no. It wasn't cool the way she said it. I will say that it depends on, like, for example kids and teenagers of all ages do have raging hormones and if you knew your friend was a raging lesbian and you just did not feel comfortable with spending the night with her just because it could be the vibes like if you could feel like oh i I think she's looking at me a little different yeah i think it comes down to the specific person case by case right yeah so like if this case was somebody like a girl who was hitting on you or really making some subtle like things that none of your straight homies do like then I could see you being like, maybe you shouldn't come. Uh, but like like we said before saying this is that the way Regina said that that wasn't cool because that doesn't mean you're attracted to every fucking girl. That doesn't mean you're going to mm-hmm. go up to her and start touching her. Like you wouldn't even do that to the, somebody you like because that is assault. You wouldn't so, even do that to straight people or you shouldn't. <laughs> well, like that's yeah. categorized as assault. So like, yeah, that right. was, that was shitty that she said that. But now that we're talking about the what I'm showing this week a little bit more in detail, let me. I wanted to ask you some questions, Kaylin. What's because, up? Because you know you like didn't get to watch High School Musical. You know these very very big milestones for true, true. kids. So I wanted to ask you some things that you thought about about the movie. So yeah. what's up? First up, what did you think about? the clicks and the way that they portrayed them in the high school. Did you feel like they were that they missed some clicks? Did you feel like it was accurate? Did you feel like it was like too intense, not intense enough? Like what did you think about the clicks? Um I found it pretty accurate. Um and like to just jump off the deep end, I am from very southern belt Mississippi. Um very racist people down there. Also very cool people down there. It's not all you know, racist, but it's very racist. Um, I think that that caused a lot of, you know, um, disjointed communities among students. So I noticed a lot of black people would sit next to each other at the table uh, with no white people being there, probably Mm -hmm. because they didn't feel comfortable in certain white spaces. So they would just, you know, avoid, you know, racism. I get it. Yeah. Um, A lot of a lot of like redneck attire, like camouflage everywhere. Um, band kids, the weird band kids, that was funny. Or, or what did they say? The horny band kids, that was funny. Yeah, that um, was funny. I'm sorry. I don't know about you from my high school. Like all the band kids were banging each other. And, like, I either you know, sat at the horny. The I either sat at the horny band kids table or the horny theater kid table. That's the two tables all I sat the, at. Like, or sometimes the autistic table. Yeah. 
It's um, like different groups though. Like the the horny yeah. band kids and the horny theater kids were similar, but they kind of had different vibes, you know. Yeah. Um. There's obviously your like clicky, you know, more popular tables, but I think um when I got to Ohio, I immediately went towards the table that had 3ds's because i had a 3ds and i said can no, i play like, mario kart with you guys that's like, what i what did you think about their depiction in the movie did you like did yeah, you i thought it was pretty accurate yeah like on like and that's the thing is you know not that i think it should be that way but when you don't feel safe around other people who point out your differences you will just like i, I mentioned I found a group. I was like, hmm, they have 3DSs. I want to go sit with them because we have something in common. And you feel just a little bit projected by, like, uh, your community of people like you. So I understand why students and, you know, children do that. You know, there's, like, I feel like a reason for the clicks. Because you just, you're not going to feel safe just, like, with any random uh, lacking lobe children, you know? Yeah, I think during that time in your life, like, you're changing so much, not just physically, but, like, mentally, and it's just, like, a very insecure time, I feel like, for everybody, and everyone clings to the groups that they feel the most comfortable about with, but what did you think about the depiction of the most popular girls, obviously the plastics, but, like, kind of how they would tear the women um, in the in the movie, going from, like, you don't have to mention each group, I'm just saying, like, did you feel like the popular girls at your school were like that at the top and the ones that like kind of followed beneath them? Mm-hmm. I know. I felt the same way. <laughs> yes. Um, like we had like the A-lister, like most popular girls where they could ask any guy out and a guy was going to say yes. Yeah. And it's so interesting, too, because it's like I just rem- – and. Th- I think every kid was just out to trying to be happy, but there were just a few, like, literally, like, the word mean girls, where they were just, like, nasty and, like, ugh. Was your school small or was it big? Um, it was both middle school small and then high school got bigger, but, like, how big is How many students in your grade? I don't know. You don't know? Nah. I had like 300. 300 oh, that's not a grade. lot. No, it's not a lot. Or yeah, mine like, might have been a similar amount. I had amount. a little less than 200, though, actually. We had a smaller grade. But they like, could have been similar. The, the popular girlies, bro, were like scary. They were scary. Mm-hmm. You walk up to their table and like they instantly were like, they had something to say, you know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. um. All right, so. When it came down to the plastic specifically, what did you think about each one of them? What were your, like, first impressions, you know, and then, like, their character overall? Hmm. Um, I thought the meanest one and probably mixtured with the most insecure one was the darker-haired one. What's her name? Dang, the freaking podcast listeners are gonna be like, dude, did she even watch the sh- the movie? Um, there was hold Regina. on, I got you. I'm gonna look up Mean Girl names. Mean reason, it always sounds like a kid's bar to me. Name Gretchen. Gretchen. I don't know why. It sounds like a like a Gretchen, Karen, and Regina. Okay, yeah. So her last name's Wieners. That's Gretchen funny. Gretchen Wieners. Um. 
I thought she was the most insecure. Um, I, I actually, if you want to think about it, God, I'll save her for last, actually. I'm going to come back around because I got to wrap it up. Karen was like, she was mean, but like, I feel like it was just like dumb kid mean. You know, like those kids that like would like giggle at, you know, dick butt jokes. Like that was her. Yeah, but like, she would still lie. To, like she reminded me of like a girl that was like dumb and chill and kind of happened to find her way into this friend group and then chose to act the way she did to survive in it so like i feel like you saw on the the phone call the like the four-way phone calls and stuff like that where she'd be like oh my god she's so annoying hey i missed you like she was still doing yeah. that stuff too but i literally Girl, I, same. I kind of felt like karen karen <laughs> atrocities that she committed were so much smaller than the other two girls mm-hmm. so i never really had a problem with her yeah i yeah i get like probably the most innocent um regina definitely you know she was a a cunt but like when i get into uh katie's crimes like they they're i'll tell you the differences she was a rumor starter she didn't have like great you know um judgments on people like you know fat phobic and just you know but i feel like aren't aren't a lot of teens even even the nerdy ones aren't aren't a lot of them just like very judgy i remember at least Bro. being really insecure about myself and projecting those insecurities on other people in high school because oh. you're just not developed. Well, I mean, I wouldn't bully looking, people, but when I'm looking back at it, you know, when I'm looking at the movie as an adult, I'm like, okay, you guys are literally all, all this stuff is really not that deep. You're all so insecure. That's why you have so much to say about somebody else. Because mm-hmm. you're, if you're saying how fat somebody is, it's because you feel like you're fat because you think it's bad. Like, yeah, the whole t- movie, she's like, I need to lose three pounds. Like, it was, like, one of her number one things was her I body image. Uh, Regina still spread rumors around about people. She all Yeah, that's not good. She's now, like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but on to, on to Gretchen and Katie. Um, wow, her name is spelled so awful. Um, I know that was, like, a running joke in the movie, too. Um, Gretchen was really insecure, and I feel like Oh, really feeding off like you've seen the two popular girls at school too the one that actually was the popular one and the one that literally like fed off of that popular one's light because they didn't have their own light to shine that's who yeah, she reminded like me of little things that follow sharks yeah exactly it's like i don't it's like i don't have a personality so i'm literally leeching off of yours and i think once katie started socializing and realizing how different she was like i felt like she was like trying to mimic regina as well which is why like both of their characters are kind of similar in that sense that they both were trying to mimic regina and then to go on to like i don't think gretchen did anything you know as horrible as talking shit and being as mean as regina but katie going out of her way like the the teacher thing too far like girl that teacher was only ever trying to help you she was stupid as hell for pretending to be dumb in that class to look cool for that boy like it was i was actually surprised that she would probably be like literally the meanest one out of all of them when you really think about it the most manipulative and like just the shit like just because they're being dicks it's like you are supposed to ignore them and unless a bully is like relentlessly coming after you just like let it go like really like bro we sh- i gotta mention katie's friend what was her name oh and i got oh, you black hair uh janice janice the thing about Janice is I like her character to an extent. I actually like Damien more. But the crazy thing is that Janice was ass deep into this plan for from the beginning 
and for quite some time after that. Like it's giving me when I Scorpio moon stalk someone for a while, and then you really just gotta like pull the plug. Like you're like let it go, think, dude. Let it go. I think Janice was like really hyper fixated on all of it, just as bad as Katie was, but then got to a point where she was just like living her life and was like doing her thing. So when she saw Katie continuing, even though think about this. They purposely put Katie into the plastic. So if you think about it realistically, of course, Katie being around at 24-7 was going to become consumed by it at some point compared to Janice, who was not around the plastics 24-7. Like, literally, Katie became the fourth plastic. And the plastics, the way they act, they're always with each other 24-7. They were literally like, she's like, I want to do math leads. And they're like, no, like, you can hang out with us, like, after school, during school, before school, you know, like... It was like 24-7 and for Janice to kind of like, I don't know, kind of act like she was never as intensely into it. Like maybe she didn't get to the level of Katie, but Katie was there in it. So to me, it almost makes sense. It's like you built Frankenstein, like you kind of built this monster. Now, Katie has to take responsibility at the end of the day. She's not like some puppet, but she was at first, you know? So I didn't really like how Janice like, there was a point in the middle, point in the movie, in the middle of it, where you could tell Katie was kind of like blending too much into the plastics. And Janice should have pulled her aside, like incessantly until she was available and been like, we need to talk. You're starting to act a lot like a plastic. Like, are you okay? But instead, I noticed her and Damien just let Katie go do whatever she wanted when they were the ones that pushed her into it in the first place. Like, like mm-hmm. intensely, they're like, you're going to... These are we're gonna ruin her body. We're gonna take away her boyfriend. We're gonna uh, turn her friends against her. Like they all made that plan together, and technically Janice was the one that put it together, the mastermind. Katie was the one that completed it. Okay, so I just didn't. I just feel like if Katie was the way she took to it, so like that's the thing. She still did it. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Yes, Katie still did all those bad things. I'm saying as Janice, if I was Janice and I was that Scorpio moon ass deep into our plan and then I noticed my friend getting a little too like becoming the plan and not just acting as a plastic, like for, you know, as an actress, I would pull her aside. I don't care if it took me a week to be like, you will be putting some time aside where you are not talking to the plastics for at least two hours so we can sit down and we can talk about this. But it just kind of felt like they just like tried once and then they gave up. They kind of half-assed tried too because they were more so saying like, you're busy with the plastics. Like you don't want to go do this with us. Like you never actually confronted her and said that it was bothering you. Um, And I think being teenagers, Katie straight up just got with, you know, no frontal lobe cooked. I think she just kind of <laughs> got addicted in a sense to their to what they were going on. It kind of felt like an introduction to like drugs or like alcohol where like you fuck around with it and then you get fucking addicted. Like I feel like they put her in shark infested waters and then we're like oh. they never did mm-hmm. anything about it. Now, I think Katie went crazy <laughs> and like did tons of nuts stuff even by herself. Um and I don't like her. Like but still, I never really liked how Janice, like, didn't try a little harder to, like, intervene when she was the one that pushed Katie to do it in the first place. So, yeah. No, I, I know. Long- There's definitely, like, obviously, I think, weirdly enough, Janice reminds me a little bit of me in some ways. Like, I never, I never really felt like one of the popular girls. I very much was, like, an under-the-radar, had, like, the kind of geekier friends and... When I would brush up against, like, 
quote unquote more popular people and they would just say something mean like my I think it's my water signs my cancer sun and my Scorpio moon took it so deeply personally whereas like as an adult who's like just lived life and looked back on it it's like whether they were doing it because it made themselves feel better or they were insecure or they simply like found pleasure entertainment out of like you know uh getting a rise out of you know somebody I would get that deeply into like you know just not understanding why mean people could get away with certain things I would feel unfair and it would lead to like kind of like these revenge fantasies of like oh my god like I hope that they get their karma or this and that and it's not really healthy to obsess about it. and I think Janice is that character character that uh has obviously fixated on it enough to come up with plans like ruining her body you know well i still i understand where janice was coming from her literal like regina basically ruined her entire reputation if you remember the movie like she spread rumors around about her being a lesbian and clearly janice didn't even like talking about that which means whether it was true or not it's a conversation that she knew would be social suicide as they like to say in the movie um and like if you look at their friend group they were the they called them the artsy weirdos the art club weirdos and they were putting meat on their face and stuff like that in the lunchroom so like janice and damien were part of like quirky you know the cool people in my opinion okay um so janice already had a small friend group so i could see why she was that upset i actually was never really upset that she came up with the plan even though i think it's an incredibly um toxic and unhealthy one i was upset that she didn't go out of her way to like stop her friend from evolving into this monster like if she would have at least tried i would have given her a gold star because really you can only do 50 percent. you got to go up to your friend and say hey you're acting up and if your friend doesn't do anything about it then it it obviously goes on to your friend it's their fault that they let themselves become a plastic but yeah um yeah that's my beef with janice i think damien's funny i kind of don't have beef with him because he made me laugh the whole movie so i don't care but um Mm -hmm. What did you think about, uh, like, what what did you think about, like, the relationships in the movie? Like, the way that love was portrayed? Like, did you kind of feel like the main interest was a good guy? Um, or did you not? You know what's interesting is... Because I have my take, but I want to hear yeah. what you said. I think Regina definitely had this boy wrapped around her finger in some sort of you know emotional way out of this like the stake that she could still like cheat on him and he still like respected her as a human being like i but all all men are dogs like really like and i think i think that it was like not cool of him to like just go right back to regina you know like after acting interested in katie um he uh, that was a little quick and a little like okay if you were really that interested in katie that was really quick of you to just take her back but there's got to be some sort of emotional tie from well in the movie i know katie's a freshman and this man's senior so i'm already like wah 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 number two (laughs) (laughs) number two which i didn't know that as a kid i thought i thought he was like a sophomore or something but he's not um number two I didn't like how his attention would easily divert from Katie to Regina very easily. And not like, obviously, we don't know the extent of their relationship. Like, did he really, really love her? And she just happened to cheat on him all the time. And that's why they broke up the first time. Well, she broke up with him. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, the legitimate 
emotional tie he had to her. So I'm just going to assume that they dated for only a little bit and he's just sexually attracted to her because clearly they don't talk about a lot of stuff, you know, like literally they don't talk about anything other than how attractive they are to each other and they make out. So when he so easily jumped back to Regina, I didn't like that. And then number two, Mm -hmm. right after he was done with Regina, he instantly started talking to Katie like right away. And I was just like, so did you like Regina? Because if you did, then Katie's just well, a rebound. I think, I think you're right in that sense. But, yeah, rebound. But And then number two. When she started dogging on Regina, he's like, dude, you're kind of weird, like, obsessively, like, you know, uh, out to get this girl. Well, that's the one thing I'll give him is he gave her the best roast ever when she was at the house party. He's like, you're weirdly obsessed with Regina. And although she's a bad person, you need to recognize that you still tend to do bad stuff too. You know? Yeah. Like you he's like, you're a mean girl. Like, her. like you're roasting a girl that you sound just like. So that's the one mm-hmm. I'll give him. But like, okay, so my two options were if he really liked Regina and then he instantly started talking to Katie right after, Katie's just a rebound. Number two, if he didn't really like Regina and just liked her sexually and he, then he was already going after Katie, he's still, he's still a dog. That's why I don't like him. Like, Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm a hopeless romantic when they try to put like couples together in movies. So I'm like very, very particular about how it happens. Does it feel organic? Does it feel like chemistry or does it feel like you're lonely or you're just sexually attracted to them? And that's what it kind of felt like in the movie to me. And I wasn't really crazy about it. Um, what did you think about the absolute like rundown of the school with the burn book and the papers and the way that Regina got her really really good sweet revenge by doing that um literally that's my justice for regina moment like literally when she was like watching the school burn down um also like i feel like that could be memed like um like some of the fights that were going on in the hall like me if mine and my friends texts were to ever get out like kind of shit like um (laughs) like the wild shit we'd be saying or like i think what's interesting is I think with our friend group, we really developed throughout college a healthy way of talking about like, hey, I might have to vent about Kaylin, maybe, you know, like I might have to like let it off my chest because I'm not really uh, sure how to approach her, but this is bothering me. And uh, deducting that like not all conversations about one another is shit talking. I think it has to be productive in some sense. It has to be like, She's really going through it. Understand this character art she's going through, but like we got to work on it. And I think that they usually do lead to either these little like, mini interventions or just like, hey, checking in on you. I noticed you've been making one too many jokes that sound like maybe this might be going on. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I. It's crazy because when I watch this movie, I, I feel like it reminds me so much of like what shit talking is when you truly just don't care about somebody and you. Yes. You're almost like a teacher on their downfall, kind of thing. You know, like, like them pushing it all the way to her, she pushes drugs. Like that's literally like they just didn't give a fuck. Like, but, like look at how it affected her. We're having fun just saying anything about somebody um even then if you weren't making up lies let's say you're just shit talking somebody if if you're just shit talking all the time whether it's about one person or several people and you have nothing but bad things to say about them like at that point you're enjoying it and you hate yourself like uh, you know like there's a difference between saying to your friend hey i love our other friend but she's kind of bothering me can i like tell you how i feel and then like even then how do you think i should move forward 
Um, or do you feel the same way? Am I kind of crazy? Like stuff like that. Uh, I kind of get triggered when I watch this movie because just being honest, I had a really hard shit talking phase in high school, like a really bad phase where I was super, super insecure. And I would just talk smack about people because I felt really wronged. Like, you know what? You know the way you described that girls would come after you never, ever felt popular? Well, Mm -hmm. I was in this weird middle where people really liked me. And then people also thought I was weird. You know, so on top of it, I was on the cheer team. And the cheerleaders didn't like me, like at all. For some time before we started becoming friends near the end of my junior year. Which sucks. It's a lot of years to go not really close with people that you're on a sport team with all the time. So, like, I was really good because I could tumble. And, I like, I'm not going to lie, guys. I was a gymnast, okay? I knew what I was doing. But that didn't matter. Like, it didn't seem to, like, carry me through to have friendships with them. They just thought I was weird. They thought what I was into was weird. They thought I dressed weird. Like, the way they looked at me and the way that I would hear things that they'd say about me, like, how they thought I was weird. You know, it just, it bothered me. So about freshman and sophomore year, I would shit talk about them, but I was like, almost like I knew my place. I was like, oh my God, like I can't say too much or they'll come after me. Then mm-hmm. my junior year, I don't know what shit I was on. I think it's because I got varsity on the cheer team because they would only let var- juniors and up, up have the opportunity to be in varsity. You weren't guaranteed it. So when I got on varsity, only me and two other girls got on varsity and the rest of the girls that were mean to me were on JV. So it's almost like I felt like I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say. And I just started shit talking, not really covering my, you know, my my tracks and shit like that. And I love the way it was worded, uh, word vomit. Like, dude, like when you're in the, when you're in the room, because listen, I have had to learn the self-control to not do that sometimes, especially in work settings because like, I'll be sitting next to somebody and I'll be like, you know what would be so instantly gratifying right now during these boring eight hours I'm here? What would take up a good at least 50 minutes of shit talking? Like, that's what would really... And and then it just slips out like, hey, you know what this person said? I thought that was weird, didn't you? And like, they get so angry. And then like, when you run into maybe the person you were mentioning or quoting... Oh, cat. uh, They're like giving you a weird look now and you're like... Well, no, I I feel like the struggle that I've had to learn into my adult years is that, like, first of all, shit talking is wrong, guys. We're not trying to, like, promote it on our podcast. But I, I don't mean, know. Sometimes I, it's well warranted. I'm, I'm <laughs> Depends on being, what it is. I mean, being I'm not going to lie. I have shit talk in my life in the past past just to shit talk. And I try really hard not to do you that know, now. Shit sometimes talk. it just feels good. Sometimes it's like. I want to feel validated for maybe some stupid thing someone said that I don't agree with. And you know what? The healthy healthy place would be I'm secure in my opinions about others and I don't need other people to validate me for it. And that's the healthy thing to do. But sometimes it just gets out. Here, take my opinion or leave my opinion. It's only shit talking if it's got shit in it. And by bullshit, I mean. So if they're lying... (laughs) If it's a lie, that's shit talking. If I'm just speaking what you said or telling the truth, I don't think that's lying. Right. Because what I was saying was I was more so. Okay. Actually, my story is fucked up. Okay. The kind of shit talking I do now is when I have a problem with somebody. Just like Kayla said. Oh, yeah. Actually shit in it. When I was in high school, 
let's say somebody wronged me i would probably say what they did to upset me but i'd also come after them whether there was their like personality their look and you're balding and whatever at the time i was like i think i was homophobic at the time um but and yeah. now you're gay <laughs> <laughs> no the funny thing is is like my sexual awakening was a woman like the first time i ever felt horny feelings was like hey that's what that's poor. what it is bullying is like projecting your insecurities that's why when uh you see cis no, actually, men get so I, angry i had um religious trauma that's actually why i did it uh, because but when you see cis time, men get so angry they're like just kiss already like come on oh, that's just totally make true. up for me, I didn't even know what like gay feelings were. I was like, everybody thinks the girls are pretty, right? Like I'm still straight. Like I thought gay feelings <laughs> were like you want to marry someone of the same gender. Like that when I was a kid. Like that's how I viewed it. But then once I like really started going through puberty and I was like, I think I like I don't think it's just that I think they're pretty. <laughs> and even then, mm-hmm. that's still gay too. I just don't think I had a good that's understanding still gay of gay too. I didn't have a good understanding of what gay was because I grew up in a really like like religious trauma filled household but anyways so like i think there is healthy shit talking in the sense of like if there is a toxic person in the environment and you have a trusted coworker or friend that you're like hey dude what's up with this fucking person that's fine um if you have a friend group and you want to like confront your friend about something in a healthy way but maybe you want like some feedback from your other friend like am i going crazy myself like that's fine but like the kind of shit talking that was happening in this movie like they were making up lies. They were coming after girls' like taste and style. Like you saw it with Regina. She's like, "I love that skirt, vintage." That was the fucking mm-hmm. ugliest skirt I've ever seen. So like doing <laughs> stuff like that, like you're doing it just to benefit you, and also to just secretly hate on somebody because you think it's funny. Like your type of humor thinks it's funny, you know, and that's not funny, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't like somebody's skirt, why the fuck are you gonna tell them? That's that's an extra level, like. That's crazy. But yeah, so the movie was filled with conflict left and right. Girls saying things about each other left and right. I kind of, what did you think about the solution in regards to trying to get the girls to stop shit talking? Did you think that it was a band aid solution? Did you think that it taught them something? The thing is, is like, I get that they were trying to hold certain people accountable and like have this whole take accountability thing. The thing is, is I, just like what happened in the movie is some people will weaponize the opportunity to take jabs at each other some people will be like sorry you guys you know are sensitive and then i'm you know like it's just and especially in a public setting like that's why therapists will literally make people leave the room to really dig deep and like get past those surface feelings so uh in practice no but for the movie i get it like they just wanted to try to show a quick way to hold everybody accountable I really so I have this 50 50 opinion about it where I felt like the teacher made some really amazing points where she said has anybody been called a slut here and all of them were and she's like have you called anyone a slut here and they all were like this like raising their hands and she's like dude the more you call each other sluts makes men think they can do it and it's already not cool when they do it why would it be cool if you do it like who why are we like you know putting women down in a way that refers to their sexual being like what why are we doing that you know um yeah. she's like it's this and en- never-ending cycle of hate right so i really felt like she had good points in the sense of you guys are only attacking each other because you feel attacked and you feel upset yourself but my 50 reason why i don't think it really mattered is i feel like when you were that age 
there are lessons going into your mid-20s that you just have to keep relearning. So it was almost like maybe the first time where they're really getting slapped on the wrist for their behavior because the the way I just mentioned my unhealthy arcs, some mini ones that I had in high school, um, they didn't end in college. I still st- I still did that stuff early college and then lost some friends from it, got in some really bad fights, and then finally realized, okay, there might be some opinions that I have of other people that I shouldn't always share or even quote unquote privately share because it will probably get back to them. Um, even then, why am I sharing it? Why can't I just keep it to myself? And whether it's true or not, who cares? Because you're always going to have opinions about people, but I think the fact that you're wanting to voice them, you know, mm-hmm. is not healthy all the time. If it's yeah. not for a good reason, like we said, if it's not actually full of shit, like, like, yeah, if somebody's literally like, lo- like, let's say it's like, there's a particular boy at school that's going around and literally making girls feel comfortable. Like, girl, I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk about him for hours. Like, we need to do something about him. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. Well, and he's ugly. <laughs> no, no, maybe not the last and part. He's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when we were talking about Karen, you were quoting her when she's like, "Oh yeah, she's so annoying." Anyways, oh hey, like that's that was me sometimes. So. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was it was weird. I felt like, um, I feel like I've grown a a lot in the past several years. Like I'm not saying any of this is recent, guys. Like this is like stuff from my freshman to some of my sophomore year of college where I found myself like in the wrong friend groups that cared about the wrong things and I was already insecure and I like was like oh if we all feel this way like I'm just gonna participate because it feels good and all other people agree with me and then I found myself like losing friends losing my reputation like over things that I was like I could have literally never said that and had a great day like why did I say it if it really didn't matter that much, you know? So what I'm saying though, is that I feel like these girls did learn a lesson, but it was a lesson that I think they're going to have to keep learning. I don't think it's something you just learn once and then it's over, you know? Yeah. When you're that young, in my opinion, like they're literally 17, 18 year olds. Like, and I wasn't really learning that lesson until about 20 years old, 21, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because when, I think, I, it gets, when I think of like a 17 or 18 year old, I'm like, okay, you're a fetus. And then when I think of a 20 <laughs> or 21 year old, I'm like, okay, you're like a three year old child. Like you still are a child, you know? Yeah. Mentally. But yeah, it's definitely hard. Like, I don't know. I think also just navigating, finding your people and then like almost just like, especially if you come from any sort of ounce of trauma, which I don't know, seems to be like a little I, bit of a common thing for most people running into it once or twice in their life you're making a really good point about the trauma thing because i think for me like there were people going into college that weren't having to learn those lessons that i were was and like when i look at their backgrounds not that i should assume but i'm just guessing they just seem like they came from much more stable households where they were like taught how how to behave better and for me and the other examples of people that i saw acting like me when we were being unhealthy very very bad households like not like, like very abusive parents um narcissistic parents uh, and other mm-hmm. family members siblings stuff like that um which clearly they learned it from their parents too but um i just feel like it is a lesson that people who come from worse off home lives probably deal with a little longer than people who don't 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, the movie. I don't know something about the ending of the movie. I'm very happy that everybody like. Yeah, I know it was a. First of all, just an overall review, solid, like beginning, middle, and end, and like so. I have seen or I've heard the musical Heather's and like know what the story is through that. Um, I've not seen the movie Heather's, but I know the story, and. I liked Heather's and this one, I feel like if you were to pick two very similar like uh, plots, you could pick them. But the thing with Heather's is, you know, they have the girl joining the trio of popular girls. And instead of someone kind of like learning a lesson, because like Victoria and Heather's was a dick to her friend and she did get it caught up with this boy. But then, you know, they accidentally killed the popular girl and then the boyfriend murdered two dudes and then he tried to, like, blow up the whole school. And then at the very end, she just asked her friend, like, do you want to w- go watch a movie? Like, um, so it felt very much like... It, it didn't even seem yeah, about, like, the whole... Well, think about this. The movie, or the the musical, is no longer about like a mean girls thing it's about like this crazy boy and like he's trying to kill everyone and we got to save the town which is very interesting in itself but this movie it 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 goes full circle it goes back to the topic of her being a dick and held her accountable i meant to say that so thank you for reminding me i actually really loved that regina found a sport where she could release her anger in because I'm, I communicate with fucking 40-year-old adults who don't even know how to communicate their anger. So, like, like just finding, like, like, that's a very realistic way to, like, figure out how to deal with your emotions. And then you might not always have sports to go to after that, but you can work out. You, you know, you can go on bicycle rides, all the stuff. Like, and then seeing them wave at each other at the end, like, clearly they had to have done some level of healing to be able to do that because... Katie really did come for her ass. She came for, like... Katie did Mm -hmm. some really fucked up shit, you know? And I just feel like by the end of it, they had to have learned that they were all acting not as themselves, which is why they did those things, and then they forgave their past selves because they were like, you know, you did it for really stupid reasons, and I know that's not who you are. We don't need to be friends, though, but, like, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was weird. I noticed every girl had kind of gone their own way. Like even I don't know if Karen Gretchen and Regina still talk, but they kind of made it seem like they don't. You know, they kind of made it seem like they found their friend groups that they're meant to be in. Yeah. I mean, I will say with Gretchen, it looks like she's doing the same shit though. Just shit talking. Okay. It's just in a in a different community. Yeah. I will say yeah. that. I know. I was like, Gretchen, I, I hope you're, I hope you got a little better or something. Hope you're but, okay, girl. Um, it's rough though, because I will say, like, my last kind of like comments about the movie before I asked you yours is that the more I watch this movie, the older I get, I feel less and less connected to the movie because I'm aging and I have different ways of dealing with conflict. Not that I agreed with what these bitches were doing when I was like 16, but there was like a level of excitement watching this high school bullshit go down, you know? Cause I had like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I wasn't in high school or I was just entering high school and it felt like this crazy, crazy new world. So now when I watch it, I get this like very sad feeling of like, this isn't one of those movies anymore that I can put on a girlies night and we actually like laugh really, really hard because we're just not really like a part of that time of our lives anymore, you know? 
Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, I mean, that's... sad. I feel like I wish I would have seen this movie younger because I feel like it would have maybe helped me realize certain lessons a little sooner. Um, I don't know if it's my Libra, Chiron, or whatever it is. I really cared about what people thought about me from around, and I had very much like this people-pleasing tendency. Um, Also, I had the wish that I wanted everyone to be happy and like... If even if you were to tell me straight to my face as a child, you cannot make everyone happy, I would have really not like been okay with that, that news. I would have still really like sought after it. And I think this movie is like just one of those like for example when they all went their separate ways, it's just like and people still hated her and they had reasons to like she was the girl oh. who wrote the burn book, you know. Dude, deadass, like, the way that they talked about, I don't like using this word, but, like, social suicide, like, the way they talked about the severity of how people view you was really accurate, I felt like, to the way that I felt about high school when I was Mm -hmm. in high school. Like, when you do something in high school, and this happened to my sister, like, you get labeled for that the rest of high school. They're so unforgiving about it. And you have to get to this point where you accept that people are going to think what they want about me and they might not like me and I don't give a shit, you know, like whatever. Yeah. You know, they, these aren't the last people I ever meet and stuff like that. It's actually weird once in a blue moon because I'm a grown adult now. I'm 25. I'm like, I wonder what people from high school, if we all sat in a room, like what do we think about each other now? Just out of curiosity. Like personally, I don't care what you guys are doing. I don't, I don't hate you. You know, I hope you're living your life, but like, I truly don't hate you or you're, I'm not as bothered by you anymore um, if there was something you did that hurt my feelings. There is one person that was so crappy to me and I don't even like necessarily care. I'm saying that I don't think we could ever be friends. Like if she showed up in this room right now, I'd be like, and you probably still hate me. And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, and I never really knew why, but okay. <laughs> you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, God, we've even met adults our age where we get shocked that, like, the way that they view these kinds of, like, conflicts or the idea of growth, like, very much like high school. Like, they'll literally, like, they have a burn book at home. You could tell. Like. Yeah. And then even (laughs) then, there was these girls that, like, made my senior year of cheer so bad. And I genuinely think that if I sat down and talked to them now, we could, we could talk it out. I'd be like, dude, like. I was I was a completely different person. Now, if they just showed up in front of me, I'd be like, okay, the vibes are weird right now because I know you fucked me over. So if you want to talk about it, we can. I won't get mad at you now, but like, I will say I have not forgotten. You know, mm-hmm. that's like how I would be. Um, but like, I ran into one of them when I was working at Target. I told you, I was like, yeah, it was rough. But yeah, I've just told myself, like, even in situations like that, like, you know, they clearly don't care about me or they're not one of the people in my circles that love me and they don't know what I'm trying to do with my life or they don't know what I have going on. They can make whatever judgments they want to make, because even if I were like, I think there's a people pleasing part of me deep, deep in me that just wants to, like, prove them wrong. And like. I've gotten to a point where I'm very comfortable with, like, people really thinking the nastiest, dirtiest things ever. Dude, same. I'm like, dude, I'll just keep them over there, I guess. Like, Yeah, like, okay. Like, If anything, you just you look kind of goofy. Like, I feel like... 
<laughs> I feel like I have like such a strong sense of self-concept now that I'm like, dude, like unless I did something wrong to you and you want to talk about it, work it out, like I don't know what that is. So I'm not going to be responsible to fix it. Well, like I'm not necessarily responsible to fix it in the first place, but I'm saying I would totally talk to you if there's something I did wrong, own up to it. Maybe I don't remember, maybe whatever the fuck. But also, you could think the most vile thing about me. Honestly, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't want to hear it, though. Like, I'd rather just go do my own thing. Yeah. You know, like, if somebody was stalking me or, like, sending me shitty messages all the time, I'd be like, first of all, you're obsessed with me. In mm-hmm. the wise words of Regina George, you're obsessed with me. Um, and number two, block. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say. Um I hope you liked the movie. I was kind of sad watching it. Like I said, I just feel like I'm aging out of the movie now and it is what it is. Yeah, I think it's definitely one for the vault. And like I said, I wish I had seen it as a teenager. Um, Is there anything else to Um, note? It's not like the number one movie I'll show to my kids, but I think it's a movie I'd want my kids to watch just because it has a really good lesson at the end of it. She still gets with the boy, doesn't she? I know she a freshman. It's not a good fit. It's not a good fit. He's a senior. She's like. He I liked when it. Damien kissed. What's her face? They're like never again. Because they both were queer. Also, they were friends, so that was a little weird. Yeah, that was weird. Hmm. Wait. They- wow. We don't even know what Mai's recording for the podcast. I guess she could just edit it at the end. Yeah. What's that woman recording? Yeah, we don't know yet, guys. Hmm. Any more questions? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot to any say. Any more questions? Either. Well, I mean, we could just stop it now. You know, I don't have any other. Like, I'm just looking at the Damien photo of him in his hoodie, and it makes me look. I see people make tweets now that use uh, Mean Girls. I've seen this actually. This time. <laughs> they use that one, and they use the one of Regina <laughs> standing in the hallway with shit just going crazy around her. Um, mm-hmm. And it's iconic, and it it will last forever. We never yeah. talked about her getting hit by a bus. Yeah, she got hit by a bus, but I personally think that's a manifestation of her karma. I think she was. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I think she was a really bad person, dude. Like she, I think Katie went above and beyond to. It's almost like okay, if there's a boss in a game that you gotta beat, and he's so freaking strong, and the only way you can beat him is if you, like, literally are more powerful than him. That is what Katie was to Regina. Regina was already making people's lives really shitty, being a horrible person, causing, like, I love her, though. I'm sorry. I just like her. Um, But she was causing, like, a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she added somebody to her crew, not thinking that they were gonna, like, imitate her and ruin her life. And I feel like it was just, like, karma. I don't think somebody should get hit by a bus. I'm just saying, I think the movie was using that on purpose i think the movie was showing that like she did get her karma you know yeah friends turned against her she gained a bunch of weight that she didn't want and um she lost her manses and then on top of it all got hit by a bus i think she learned a lot from that she's oh you know what people think about you they think that you're just a homeschooled jungle freak who's a less hot version hot version of me hotter version of me um, <laughs> Yeah, and like I hear that all the time on TikTok, that audio. <laughs> but it is a good one. 
yeah, I don't think somebody should get hit by a bus for that kind of kind of karma. But I just think that's what the movie was trying to show, you know? Mm-hmm. Because she, I mean, honestly, she was able to get right back up and go do some rugby. Like, she just was in a brace for a minute. Like, she's fine. She, she literally was in the brace. Everybody was like, we want you to be okay, Regina. And she's sitting in her bed and she was like, <laughs> with her little fucking neck thing. Like, <laughs> I think she learned what important lessons she needed to. But like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, her mom saw her get hit by a bus, too. She was right there to pick her up. Yeah, it's crazy because the movie never like shows like what would that scene would have been. Five, 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 five. Shut up. What would it have been like having to like pick a girl up off the road after being hit by a bus? Like they really kind of dramatized it, making it like they really did not put that meat in the middle. Like we just saw her in a bed, and really that probably wasn't like an atrocity to witness. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely Hollywoodified. Like, damn! Like if somebody was hit by a bus, and you have to like literally go up to them help them out like i'd i'd be like dude they are fucked up I just- yeah but yeah well that guys bing bong boom mariah uh if you oh wait we didn't even mention mariah was not here yes we did we said mariah's not here it's just us mm, we didn't do anything goofy like pretend she was here it's okay we'll have mariah right now cut and clip it so that she's talking and uh, telling us what we're going to talk about and we're going to edit it so we we we're like and if she so watch doesn't this. wait and if she doesn't that's because she didn't like our idea all right so oh, okay hear- mariah what's your idea for next week bum 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 hello guys um this week for the podcast next week for the podcast i'm sharing a movie called v for vendetta it's a movie that I watched when I was a small kid that I definitely shouldn't have watched. Um, and then when I was older, I said, oh, I loved this movie. And then rewatched it. And I said, why was I watching this movie at so young? But I definitely think uh, in our older brains, this is a good movie that you guys will enjoy. It's something different than what I've shared before. Okay. Oh, my God. So excited, guys. Can't wait to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you next week, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Mariah, say bye. (laughs) Thanks, Mariah. Bye.